we could be talking about baseball, swimming, track and field, hockey, football. The difference with those sports is the height thing doesn't matter as much. In basketball, there's a goal that's 10 feet tall, so the height matters. Welcome to the Overseas Basketball Blueprint, the show where we shed light on the world of overseas basketball so you can know exactly what the game is about, why it works the way that it works, and how you can get your foot in the door and get paid to travel the world to play professional basketball. Also, you can stop feeling as if you've wasted your basketball talent or as if your basketball opportunity has passed you by. I'm your host, Dre Baldwin, a.k.a. Dre All Day, and my goal is to get you off the sidelines and on the court because there is no job in the world that is better than being a professional basketball player. Size and athleticism. You need one of them, okay? You need at least one of these if you're going to stand out. If you want people to pay attention to you in the basketball world, you better either have really good size for the position that you want to play or have some athleticism that makes up for the size that you at. So we mentioned somebody like Nate Robinson. He's five feet, nine inches tall, but pound for pound, inch for inch, probably one of the most athletic players in the NBA while he was playing, probably one of the top 10 athletes in the league while he was playing, maybe even top five. So he made up for his lack of size with his athletic ability. But another thing we need to mention about Nate Robinson is that you can't name another Nate Robinson. He was five nine. Who else was five nine playing in the NBA? With that package of a lack of size, but the athleticism to make up for it, there has been very few. You had a guy like Muxy Bogues, who was, what, 5'3", but he was so incredibly quick and strong, at least in his prime, that he was able to cut it in the NBA. And you had a guy like Spud Webb, those of y'all who are old enough to remember these guys, and I mentioned it, Spud Webb, Muxy Bogues. Spud Webb was back in the 80s. He was so athletic. Same thing, similar to Muxy, but he's like a combination of Nate and Muxy, very quick. Very athletic. He was able to play above his size. But the thing is, you can name all those guys on your hands. You can count them on your fingers. Who are the players who lacked size but were still able to play in the league because they had the athleticism that allowed them to play bigger than they actually were? You, hopefully you have, you're at least six feet tall. You are somewhat close to whatever size you need to be for the position that you want to play. You make up for it with your athletic ability. So what is the athletic ability that you have that will allow you to play bigger? So you got a Dwayne Wade who can He's blocking seven-footer shots and dunking on guys, even though he's 6'4". You got Charles Barkley, who's playing power forward and grabbing rebounds over guys who are 6'10", because he had the athletic ability. So when it comes to size and athleticism, you need to have one or the other. Ideally, you have both. You get a player who has both, then that's when you get you know, your quote-unquote normal superstars. You get a guy like uh, Kobe. He has size and athleticism. Michael Jordan, Patrick Ewing. LeBron James. I mean, you can name 100 players who have size and athleticism. You have some players who have size. They're not super athletic, but they can still play in the league because they have that. They got the size. Basketball is a tall man's game. And then you have athletes like Allen Iverson. People don't really call Allen Iverson athletic because he wasn't like jumping up and dunking on people. Usually in basketball, when we say athletic. We're talking about dunking and having big muscles. But Allen Iverson was extremely quick, right? It was extremely quick agility. So he could change directions like a Derrick Rose who had a combination of he could get up and dunk on you and he could blow by you on with the quickness. So Russell Westbrook, these guys had the athleticism to play bigger than their size or at their size and dominate simply because they had at least one of the two. Russell Westbrook, you're talking to a guy who's 6'3", 6'4". Derrick Rose, similar. Allen Iverson, a little bit under six feet, as they said. You look at a guy like Chris Paul, for example. He's a guy I should have mentioned in the other video when I talked about uh, size. They say Chris Paul is around six feet. We'll just say six feet. I don't know exactly. Let's say that that's his height. Now, is Chris Paul jumping over people? No. Is Chris Paul 
they blowing by everybody. Now, he used to. When football was early in the league, those of y'all who know, he used to. But he has some knee challenges, which a lot of players have. The longer you play, it's going to happen. And Chris Paul is not as quick anymore. He's not going to just blow by you and just buzz to the rim anymore. But Chris Paul is very cerebral. Is he great at running offense? I would say so. Chris Paul, great shooter. Yes. Chris Paul, great ball handler. Yes. Is Chris Paul a great leader? I would say yes. Chris Paul is a 99 across the board in all of those things, even now without the athleticism and without the height. So he's a guy I should have used as an example in the other piece where I was talking about what you had to do when you're an undersized player. But when it comes to the basketball world, you need to have one or the other. This is sports, ladies and gentlemen. So whether we could be talking about baseball, swimming, track and field, hockey, football, the difference with those sports is the height thing doesn't matter as much. In basketball, there's a goal that's 10 feet tall, so the height matters. So in basketball, you need the height or you need the athleticism. Ideally, you will have both, but if you're missing the height, get the athleticism. If you're missing the athleticism, you better have the height. If you don't have the height nor the athleticism, you better get those programs that talk about ultimate athlete and position of power. That's at hoophandbook.com slash UA for ultimate athlete. We're going to make you an offer to get both of them. One is for no equipment. You need no equipment at all. The other one is when you have strength training equipment, like a gym, a weight room, things like that. Ultimate athlete, no equipment, position of power, full equipment. Both of them in-season and off-season options. Again, hoophandbook.com slash UA. Now, if you do not have this book, whether you're watching this video, you want to play professional basketball overseas, go to balloverseas.com. Get this book for free. I've already made the book free. I've already paid for it. We got a, a box of them just came in. And another box on the way so we can ship these out because those ones are already spoken for. Balloverseas.com. The book's paid for. You cover the shipping. This is 237 pages to tell you everything you need to get started playing professional basketball overseas. I came from a D3 school where I walked on. I had no agent, no video, no connections, no whatever else you think you need to play overseas. I didn't have. I had size. I had athleticism. I had talent. I had a desire. So I had all these intangible things to work for me, but I had nothing on paper that was going to just get me put on, if you understand what I'm saying. If that's where you're at, or even if you happen to have some of those things, even better, balloverseas.com will tell you exactly what you need to know about the game from a thousand foot view so you can get started and play professional basketball overseas because not everybody's going to get their chance to do this. You better push yourself to the front of the line. This book will show you how to do it. Balloverseas.com. Books paid for. You cover the shipping. Work on your game.